Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of The Happy Hour. I'm your host, Jamie, and welcome to the very last Friday in February. Is it just me, or did February just in a blink of an eye? It was here and it was gone. Today's the last Friday, and we have a really, really, really great show for you today. Before we get to our guests, I want to remind you that it's almost time for my newest book that I wrote with my husband, Aaron Ivey. It's releasing next Tuesday. So in four days, the book will be out in the world. It's called Compliment. It's a book about marriage, and we hope that whether you've been married for a year, 20 minutes, 25 years, or you're thinking about marriage, that this book is an encouragement for you. We hope that you, through this book, will see the surprising beauty of choosing together over separate in marriage. Right now, you can pre-order this book wherever you get books. It's on Amazon, Target.com, Lifeway.com. Wherever you get books, guys, you can find this book, Compliment. And as we always do, if you pre-order the book, which means you order it before March 2nd, we have some goodies for you. And I want to tell you what those are. You can order the book or the Bible study because there's a Bible study that goes with this anywhere that books are sold. And then we want you to go to AaronAndJamieIvy.com. If you forget, just go to my webpage. All the show notes are there. We'll tell you how to do it. Go to Aaron and jamieivy.com and you're going to claim your goodies. Here's what we're giving to you. It's so much fun. You get the first chapter of each of the books. Plus you get the first session of the Bible study as well. So you can jumpstart on both of them. Then we're going to pick a winner after the pre-orders and you're going to get to have a date with my husband, Aaron and I. Now you're like, how are we going to have a date? Well, COVID. We're going to send you a gift card for food and we're going to Zoom and we're going to have a date together while we each eat our food from our houses. How fun is that? We're going to give you some love notes. You can download them and then print them off and they're just the cutest thing I've ever seen. We're also going to give you some at-home date night ideas, which sometimes you just need a little pep in your step to have a good date night at home right now during COVID. So you can get compliment wherever you get books and then go to AaronAndJamieIvy.com to redeem those goodies. Then next week, you're going to go to your mailbox and there the book will be. We're proud of this book and we're excited about the way that this book is going to have the potential to really, really help you have a thriving and healthy, God-honoring marriage. Guys, also, I want to let you know that next Tuesday, the day of our book release compliment that I've been telling you about, we're having a party and we want you to come with us. Now, if this was not COVID and everyone could travel, we would want to invite all of you to this party, but unfortunately, we can't do that, but we're going to do the best of what we can. We're going to do the best with what we have, and that means an online virtual party Next Tuesday, March 2nd, 7.30 Central Standard Time, you are invited. You and your spouse meet up in the living room, get you a glass of wine, a glass of tea, a glass of Coke, I don't know, whatever you're drinking, and have a seat and join us for this party. We're going to have giveaways. We're going to have interviews. It's going to be so much fun. So mark it on your calendar. Follow me on Instagram. Make sure you're subscribed to our newsletter because that's where we're going to send out the link and you can join us next Tuesday night. Okay, the show today is with my friend, Emily Lex, and she has been on the show so many times. In fact, at the beginning of this episode, we recount how many times she's been on, and I actually remind her of one of my most embarrassing moments from when she was on the show. Anyhow, you guys have loved her before. You're going to love her now, and Emily also has a book coming out next week. It is so exciting. It's called Freely and Lightly, and it's about quiet confidence that we talk a lot about in this conversation today. She gives an example later in the show that I don't think I'll ever forget until I die, and it's how I want to live my life. 
We also talk about how Emily had to pivot her business in the past couple of years and how those changes have affected not only her brand, but her soul and her heart and her life. Emily really is living this quiet confidence. She's living this idea of going to Jesus and getting the rest from him. And you're going to be so encouraged by our conversation today. Don't forget, pre-order my book, Compliment. Pre-order Emily's book while you're there, Freely and Lightly. They both come out next week. Congratulations to you, Emily. Here's my conversation with my friend, Emily. Emily, welcome to the happy hour. Thank you. This is the best. I should say welcome back to the happy hour because I was telling you before we pushed record that I'm going to check when we're done. You may Mm. have been the guest that's been on here the most times. (laughs) And that is hilarious to me. I don't know if that is great or like embarrassing. (laughs) Okay. So the first time we talked was in June of 2015 for episode number 42 and Mm -hmm. 43 43. (laughs) because this was back in the day when I didn't have people telling me how I should do things or what I should do. And we just talked. And we talked Mm -hmm. and we talked. And when I went to edit it, I was like, how about instead of a two hour (laughs) podcast, we need two shows. So Emily was episode 42 and 43. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep going. You were also on number 84 Mm -hmm. in April of 2016, which I was reading about this. We highlighted organizations that we thought people should shop at. And I have zero memory of doing that with you. Oh, I thought that was like a Christmas thing. Well, it was in April. Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day. Okay. You sent me all this swag and like I opened it up and you opened it up at the same time. And this we the were best. like, we should do oh, that this again. Is a really cute <laughs> necklace. Oh, I really like this bag or whatever. It was pretty fun. That might have been the first time I did that because now we do something okay. like that for our holiday gift guide. Except yeah. someone comes in, it's a big production. Right. Because you should fancy get you in now. on that because it's so fun now. So <laughs> we did know. that. And then yeah. when I used to host live events pre COVID, uh-huh. you mm-hmm. were on the second ever live event in September of 2016. We did two nights back to back. Listen, I forgot one. And then you were on the happy half hour. Number oh. two, I used to do oh. these things called happy half hours. Yeah. You were on that in 2016. And then here you are, episode 368 <laughs> in March of 2021. I love it. <laughs> so great. This is oh, like, and you know what else? I saw you, when you toured for your first book in Seattle. We came and did that too. That is so fun. Oh, and we went great. to dinner. This is so and great. Everyone enjoy Emily and I catching up on life here <laughs> yeah, for a great. second. Can I reminisce about Happy Hour Live real quick? Yes. Because in 2020, all of our events were canceled. Mm-hmm. It's, everyone's was. So, you know, we have moved on. It is what it is. You were the very second live event I ever did in my backyard mm-hmm. is where we used to do them. My With husband, amazing Aaron. Amazing food. <laughs> my husband, Aaron, cooked for, yep. at this time, we probably had, I'm going to guess, 75 women each night. Mm-hmm. I'm just throwing out a number. And we did it two nights in a row. And uh, I learned two things at that happy hour. Are you ready for what I learned? Life lessons. <laughs> Can't wait. Number two, I had you and my guest back to back Friday and Saturday night. I learned I'll never do that again. Okay. It was just really hard for me yeah. as a conversationalist to recreate something. Okay. Life yep. lesson. Yeah. So now you only do it one time instead of- No, I'll do it two, but we'll have four guests. Okay. Two on Friday, two on yep. Saturday. Yeah. Lesson learned there. Yep. Second lesson I learned- <laughs> From that weekend, I don't know if you remember this, Emily. I will never forget this. Mm-hmm. I, know exactly. I, told a, I told the story from stage. I'm mm-hmm. not going to recreate it because there's no need because it was one of my biggest, most embarrassing, worst moments from a stage ever. It was a tragic story of an animal accident at our house. I'll just leave it at that. I thought it was funny. Clearly, my sense of humor is wrong. <laughs> and one of my sweet friends who was on stage with us started crying in the middle mm-hmm. of me telling the story. It's one of my worst stage moments ever. And so if anyone's listening and you were there, you know what it was. There's no need to recreate it. That was my second lesson I learned in life. 
that's pretty funny. Well, we had just returned from doing a four month road trip. Like we had returned a couple weeks before. (laughs) This is an embarrassing moment for me and my husband. It was like, how were you able to be intimate when you lived in a trailer with six people. <laughs> and I think I like was like, well, really sturdy jacks. And I don't know, I said something like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said those things. It's so funny. This is why the Happy Hour Live is so much fun that I love it. Because we just go in for all the things. It's not recorded. So there's no nope. evidence of you speaking of your intimate life or me yeah. speaking of a tragic accident with an animal yeah. at our house. So there's and that. Unless we bring it up on a podcast. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> But we will leave it to the imagination. (laughs) Emily, I am so glad that you're here for the 78th time. It's glad to have you back. (laughs) And a lot has changed since the last time I talked to you, Mm -hmm. which was 2016. I mean, Mm -hmm. a lot has changed in our world. A lot has changed in your life. You and I both have 17-year-olds, and that Mm -hmm. is a thing of itself. But a lot has changed with your business. And Mm -hmm. so talk about what the last four years change has looked like just for the business that you run. Yeah. It's like, I think probably from people maybe looking from the outside, it's looked like it's been so clean and linear. (laughs) Just so you know, anytime you pivot, it's so hard. Mm -hmm. So the last four years have been the best, but also the hardest. So I wrote a blog for about 10 years. Our first conversation in 2015 was when kind of this, I was starting this kind of identity journey that was going on. I was 35 and it just kind of kept going and going and going and kind of like gaining momentum. And by 2018, it just was like at the peak of, I can't do this anymore. Mm. I'm so burnt out. I'm doing things that are not actually mine to do. And I just keep doing them because I want to please people and I can't do it anymore. And I just felt like also a lot of release from the Lord of like, Hey, it's okay. You can let Mm. this go. You can shut things down. But the main problem was that the business that we ran was my husband did it with me Mm. and it was what supported our family. So this is me basically firing my husband from a job. I get really teary about this. Did you guys talk about this firing before it happened? (laughs) I didn't fire him, but (laughs) we just didn't see eye to eye on it exactly. So I mean, you and Aaron could probably talk to us about marriage and how you should probably make decisions that you both agree on. (laughs) And we we just didn't. And We each had kind of our reasons, but ultimately we kind of came to a place where it was like, we need to shut this down because it's just not going to work. Was it the exact right decision? I don't even know, but it just was just what we had to do. (laughs) Super hard, but kind of crazy. And then the Lord opened up new doors and they just are the right doors. Mm. So now I can look at it and say, I feel like I was really being obedient. And I think that God's honoring that. So I'm super excited about where we're going now. You know, it makes me think when you said this pivot that you've been taking and Mm -hmm. so many people are understanding what you're talking about because they were forced into a pivot last year. Mm -hmm. Last year, whether it was financial, emotional, spiritual, Mm -hmm. physical, everyone had to change things last year. Mm -hmm. And so they had an immediate pivot. Mm -hmm. You had the opportunity to kind of choose your pivot and choose when and choose how. As you were walking through that, How did you even know when it was time to pivot and when you're moving? Because that is so scary for a business owner or even someone who's making decisions just about life, like going to college or Mm -hmm. marrying someone, or do we want that next child? Like, what did it look like for you in that process of making those choices? It was not clean. I mean, that's, I think, like the answer. It wasn't like, there wasn't one moment where it was like, this is the right thing to do. I think there were little glimpses of it. I was very much praying and reading scripture and journaling a lot during that season. And so I just 
think if anything, it was like, I just was really building a lot of trust with God. Mm. And so when he did kind of give me these little like nudges, I felt like I could trust it, Mm. even though it was really hard. And it looked crazy from the outside. Like, why would you let something really great go? But I just felt like it was like the right thing to do. So Mm -hmm. I just don't know that there's a clean, (laughs) perfect answer for it. But I think that's encouraging though, because Mm -hmm. anyone that has gone through that would be like nodding their head, like it is so messy and it is Mm -hmm. so just hard. I remember a couple of years ago, Aaron and I went through something where we were having to make this ginormous decision. And it just felt like the most difficult thing I'd ever Mm -hmm. walked through. And I look back on that time now and think, man, I was so listening to God to the Mm -hmm. spirit, maybe even more than I am right now, because everything Mm -hmm. seems easy and, you know, clean per se. But I felt so connected and tethered because it's like all I had. And I wanted to know so badly what's Mm -hmm. next, what's Mm -hmm. next. And so that's actually a good thing that came out of that for me. Totally. Uh, Yeah. Well, and I just kept having this picture of like, you know, like a horse with blinders on. Mm -hmm. That was just the picture that the Lord kept giving me of like, just like, block all of this out, all of the noise, just focus on me, just focus on me. Mm -hmm. And I did. And it required a, like some risk and obedience, but what it did, it put my soul at rest, Mm -hmm. which was really what I was after. And that's what I think obedience will do. So we'll put your soul at rest. It will. And obedience is not always easy, you know, and you said this was hard, Mm -hmm. but you said something else that is so intriguing to me. You said you were doing so much that wasn't yours to do, Mm -hmm. but you'd been doing this for 10 years. And Mm -hmm. so where was the shift in? I don't think this is what I'm supposed to do anymore. And then the second question, the follow-up question for that is, I would imagine that this was a big kind of bombshell maybe for those that had just seen you do what you've been doing for 10 years and even maybe with Ryan as well. So how did you figure out this is not mine to do? And then how did people around you feel about that? So I think that what was happening to me in running an online business. So when I started blogging, I was like, you know, it was just like a different time in blogging. Mm -hmm. And it was so, it was like the place where I could just show up as Emily. And it was so good. And we did lots of crafts and shared about the home. And then kind of blogging progressed and I progressed with it and it becomes more produced and it becomes content, content, content. And my kids were getting older and it still was so good. And then it came to a point where it was like, this is supporting our family. What else do we need to do? How are we going to scale this thing? Lots of conversations about business, which maybe the unfortunate part is that Ryan is the business end of all of this. And I think I just took on a lot of that pressure. So part of it was just me taking on things that weren't mine mm-hmm. to take on, but I did. And it just burnt me out. Like yeah. those are not the things that bring me life. I don't wake up in the morning thinking about strategy. I wake up in the morning and think, what would be a really pretty color palette to paint? <laughs> you know, like they're just very different. Right. And I found myself trying to be in this business mind. And it's, that's just not really me. Mm-hmm. So I think I was playing a role that I thought other people needed me to do. Mm. And it burnt me out. And also, I think I probably would have came to this point. Anyway, when your kids are getting older, I don't blog about the kids. And like our house is kind of done or I'm just kind of done talking about the house. It's like, I kind of feel like I completed the work that I needed to do. I don't craft anymore. Like I'm 42. That's just not what I do anymore. (laughs) So I was like, blogging just wasn't for me anymore. And I was going through this massive like identity transformation and spiritual transformation and faith. While I definitely had a faith and talked about it, it just became so much more important for Mm. me to talk about. And so shifting to then being very faith focused, I think it was very jarring for a Mm. lot of followers. Like 
but we really miss your outfit posts and we really miss the crafts that you did. And I'm like, that's not what I do. Like those aren't the things that are important to me anymore. And so, yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of followers and did a big pivot and it really didn't go well for our business for a little while. And so now it's like basically starting. Yeah. Not completely over. I mean, there's some really wonderful people who've stayed with me, but it's not the smart business thing to do Mm -hmm. by any means. Yeah. it is what we did. But you said like you could have kept doing that, but your soul would have just died. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny how things change. We were looking, I have these books of like Instagram photos, you know, you Mm -hmm. can get made. Mm -hmm. And Caden and I were looking at them the other day and it's just like the cutest things of the kids. You know, I mean, I guess it would be like a photo of them eating a hot dog. I don't know. It was just all about my kids. (laughs) And I said, if I were to do an Instagram book today, it would just be full of pictures of me. Like, I mean, this is like, cause it's like a business <laughs> yeah. now, you know, it's like yeah. book covers yeah. and, you know, those yeah. type of things. And it's funny how things can pivot and move. And I just honestly, now that my kids are older, they don't want to be on my Instagram. I mean, no, no. no. And my husband doesn't want to be on Instagram. And <laughs> so I'm like, well, I don't have a lot of content to share anymore. So. Yeah. We're going to have to talk about painting and projects that I'm doing. So. I know. I went back and looked at some old blog posts and I'm like, maybe I should delete those about my kids <laughs> and potty training and screaming and throwing fits. But that's what we did. That's what we yeah. did. Yeah. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. I know you talked about how in the journey of discovering your true identity, you talked about that verse where Jesus says, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. Mm -hmm. It seems to me as though you have felt that rest that you've needed. What does that mean to you now as you think about Jesus saying that to us? I think that rest just in a like, hey, take a day off of work, take a vacation, that stuff is all really important. I don't know that that's what that verse is actually about. I think that the rest that he's actually inviting us into is 
So the message version says, are you tired, worn out, burnt out on religion? And so when I hear that, I think, okay, what is religion if it's not just trying to prove yourself worthy? And so for him to say, are you burnt out on trying to prove yourself worthy? Mm. If so, come to me because mm. I'll tell you who you are and I'll tell you who I am. I will tell you that I'm good and that you are loved and you will find rest for your soul. Mm. And that's my story. I mean, that's absolutely what he did for me. Do you miss that, Emily? Because what I'm hearing you say is that like, you probably found a lot of worth, a lot of your identity in that season of your life and what you could produce for people. Walking through a transition and figuring out, I don't have to produce that to be worthy. Mm-hmm. You do feel lighter and your soul feels better. But do you ever miss that at all? I can get really addicted to affirmation. So sure. I mean, like, that feels good, but I don't think I miss it. Mm. Yeah. Have you had to find know. other ways to get that affirmation? Okay. Well, I still am writing online. I still am doing that. I think that what I've just found is that my posture in doing it is different. My motivation in doing it is different. And so to come from a place where I'm already at rest versus going and looking to all of these good things to try to tell me who I am. Like the temptation is a hundred percent still there for me and I have to fight it regularly. I just feel like now I have the tools and the truth to be able to fight it. That's so so good. there's certain things that I miss kind of like, don't you kind of miss when your kids were toddlers and they were so sweet? Sure. Like you miss it a little bit, but also I really love where I am today and I really love the teenagers. And so it's more of a, just like, gosh, I'm so thankful for that time. Yeah. And I did it the best that I could. There you go. <laughs> I hear you say that you're working from an overflow now instead of- yes. Working from a depleted state. Yeah. Or if I do find that I'm depleted, I can at least recognize what the difference is between depleted Mm -hmm. and overflow. Well, I want to say this. I love hearing about this because I think so many people, probably myself included sometimes, find ourselves just working and working and sometimes Mm -hmm. go like, is this an overflow of anything or am I just chasing something that I think I'm supposed to be doing? So Mm -hmm. your book just came out. Congratulations. Freely and Lightly, God's Gracious Invitation to a Life of Quiet Confidence. I think I know where this came from, from the conversation we've just had, but Mm -hmm. is this the journey that you've been on? Mm -hmm. For sure. I wrote a blog post before I even had a blog. So this was probably 12 years ago and it was called quietness and confidence forever. And that was like, that's my goal. I want quiet confidence. And it came from a scripture in Isaiah about quiet confidence. I don't remember what the scripture is, but (laughs) it's there. there. And it always resonated with me. Like, what does quiet confidence look like? And I really want that. I want to be a person who would be marked by that. And really, I feel like this is the invitation of Jesus to say, come to me for rest and your soul will be quietly confident because you don't have to look to other things to try to be confident. You can be quietly confident. And quiet confidence feels better to me than like loud, boisterous confidence. It feels softer and easier, Mm -hmm. almost like. Okay, Mm -hmm. so give the listeners, I've read the book. It's phenomenal. You guys just take my word. But tell (laughs) them about the book, like how it's set up because you're an illustrator. Give us the whole spiel Mm -hmm. on it. It's so beautiful. Thank you. I'm really proud of it. It's such a weird book because it's like in the gift book category. So it's a book that you could leave on your coffee table because there's artwork in there. It's I do watercolor art. And the illustrations kind of go with whatever story it is that I'm telling. So I kind of love that it's a way for you to pause and just kind of look at a pretty picture. It's part memoir for sure, because it's my story. And then it's also a little bit of a like, this is also an invitation for you from Jesus. So how can I encourage that in the reader? So 
I call it an illustrated memoir <laughs> is what I'm going. I don't, that's not even a thing. Is there a category for that? There should be. No, probably not, but. <laughs> My illustrated memoir would not look like your illustrated memoir, well. by the way, but <laughs> I love that so much. Well, I think that this is something that everyone that's listening is going to think, man, this quiet confidence is something that you need. But the thing about quiet confidence is it feels less than a little bit. Like you think about it and you're like, okay, so does that mean that I'm maybe looked over or don't have a voice or those type of things because of the word quiet. But I think that is so like such a disservice to the life that Jesus is calling us to. And we equate that quiet with like nothing to say. Does that make sense what I'm saying? But it's so not true. Okay. Think of it like, this is how I think of it. Maybe there was a time in my life where I had a picture of me. My head is above water and I'm smiling and life is really good. But underneath my legs are just churning, 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 churning. And I think a lot of people kind of identify with that, like keeping a good face, but like underneath, you're just going crazy. What if you could float? Like, what if that is quiet confident? And that feels like, yeah, I'd like that. Feels like the best. (laughs) I would love to just swim nicely instead of just like this franticness. That's the best illustration. Well, good. That really is because it sums up how our lives look like this on the outside, but on the inside, Mm -hmm. we're just spending our wheels. But what does it feel like to just rest? And it Mm -hmm. makes me think that like, that's how Jesus would be if he were in the deep end Mm -hmm. because he's Jesus and I'm Mm -hmm. bet he's a really good swimmer. (laughs) But if he was in the deep end, I feel like he would just be very confident and just be able Mm -hmm. to rest there. And that's what we're looking for as well. Okay, Emily, I'm going to throw you for a loop here because I don't think that you have discussed this many places. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) I haven't discussed this any place, but I noticed when I was perusing the Amazon that you have another book coming out in October. I do. I haven't said this publicly. I have another book coming out in October. Yay. We're going to have book twins. We have book twins. (laughs) And also we have two book twins this year. What, What do you call people that are kids that are born in like 11 months? Irish twins. Irish twins. We've got Irish (laughs) twin books this year because when your book comes out March 2nd, my compliment book comes out March 2nd. And then you just slide on over to October 5th, which happy birthday to you. Thank you. And we each have kids books coming out. I know. It's so exciting. Okay. Can you talk about yours at all? Because you told me something before. This has been your dream forever. This exact book. This exact book has been my dream for forever. I love Freely and Lightly. I'm so excited. It's for women and I hope it will be so encouraging. Twirl is my children's book. That's like the project I've always wanted to do. So this one is like my dream project. And the fact that it's coming out on my birthday just feels like that's the best gift. Yes. So yeah, it's written and illustrated by me who I never could have imagined that I would illustrate a book. I love children's books so much. And so this is like a dream come true. And all those years ago on your podcast in 2015, I said like, I really want to write a book. I want it to be called Twirl. No one take that title. And look, here we are. And you (laughs) still have it. I got it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Tell me about yours. It's a kid book too. And it is from my book, UBU, that came out last October. It's yep. kind of like a kid version of that with a cactus. Yep. His name is Sammy. And he starts to feel as though everyone gets to do things that he can't. It's called God Made You to Be You. And yeah. so it's just I want to tell kids that yeah. just because you can't do that, you still have great gifts that God's given you. So, okay. Well, our books are truly twins because mine's called Twirl and it's about a little girl who sees other little animals on her walk twirling in their own special way. And she wants to learn to twirl like them and she can't. And so it's just her learning that she has her own lovely way for her to twirl. And that's, that's making one- me cry. Isn't that great? <laughs> 
This is the best thing I've heard all day. I cannot believe this. But you know, you think about it. I remember when I was thinking about this and you'll have to tell me why you wanted to do that message in your book as well. Is because I'm having this conversation with women all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it made me think like, if I'm having this conversation with 42 year old women, what Mm -hmm. if we had these conversations with like our Uh five-year-old? And I know that you and I have, we're both, you know, moms. I would say we're good moms. Mm -hmm. And so we've had these conversations, but Mm -hmm. I just wanted to create something that would have this conversation. Is that what happened for you with this book as well? For sure. I mean, and I talk talk about it in freely and lightly. So the term twirl for me has been really meaningful because what it would mean is like my eyes are closed, my arms are out and I'm just twirling. And the Lord is delighted in that, mm. in me just being who I am. And so it's just been this picture that I've held on to. And so this little children's book, like I want it to be so meaningful for moms and I really want it to be delightful for daughters. And so it is for little girls, but I feel like it's also for moms. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Isn't Which that great? When you're reading a book, that's kind of what you get when you're reading them to your little kiddos. Is yours for girls and boys? Yes. I would love to write a boy book that's the same kind of thing, but this one's for girls. I wanted the main character to be a girl and it just turned out that she's a boy, but mm-hmm. there's another character in there that's a girl. They're mm-hmm. all animals and plants, so they're not yeah. really humans, but <laughs> <I love it. laughs> whatever. It is what it is. Well, and I love that it's a cactus. <laughs> I know. Did you ever read the Jesus Storybook Bible to your kids? Yes, all the time. And I cried all the time when I uh, read all it. All the time. All the time, which I'm always like, that Sally Lloyd-Jones is just the best little children's book writer. And absolutely, I was always moved by that. In fact, I've used it in teaching before. I've read it from the stage because it's so good. I'm sure it was hard for you to write a children's book too, because it's so few words. And so you have to be very particular about how many words you're using. And I think that what Sally Lloyd-Jones has done is she's just simplified that message Mm. to be like, you only need this many words to tell this really meaningful story. Yeah, I think that's what makes it so impactful. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Okay. So Emily, (laughs) congratulations on all of the projects. This is so fun. I'm so happy for you. I'm such a fan of all you're doing. In fact, (laughs) I think I still have one of your illustrations in my laundry room. Oh, good. Framed. Isn't that fun? about whatever you do. <laughs> There's a laundry basket. <laughs> yep, yep, it is. Oh, Which okay. I don't ever feel, I need to read it next time I go in there mm-hmm. because I don't always feel like I'm doing all the things for the Lord in the laundry room. Do you do all four of your children's laundry? Yeah, and guess what happened? Our dryer broke a couple weeks ago and because everyone is doing home improvement projects, they were like on a two and a half week delay. So for two and a half weeks, we didn't have a dryer, which means that we were like buying underwear because we were like, <laughs> <You're> wow. Like, wow. <laughs> I do a lot of the laundry. I don't know. I'm dumb about that. The kids- It's not dumb. I gave that up a while ago. It's funny when I was looking back at the episodes, I looked back and the very first time we talked in June mm-hmm. of 2015, we talked about chores that our kids are doing. <laughs> and I wrote that down because I think it's so funny. And in fact, I think I'm still using the same like quote unquote chore, chore chart. <laughs> and they're 17, 15. <laughs> it's so funny. Speaking of teenagers, I've heard yeah. you say this and Aaron and I are saying it as well. We've really enjoyed our season with teenagers and we're not done for sure. Mm-hmm. Our young is 13. How old is your youngest? Audrey turns 11 next week. Okay. So we still have, you know, we both have a ways to go. And listen, my kids are going to do dumb things and great things and all the things because we all did. Mm -hmm. But it's been really, really exciting for us. And so how has it been for you guys with teenagers? Like so much better than I would have expected. I've said this a bunch of times, especially to young moms who have lots of boys in particular. Like I have three boys and then a girl. Boys terrified me as a young mom, because I'm like, they're going to be so smelly. They're going to do puberty. I don't know how to do boys. And then it turns out like, yeah, they're a little smelly, but probably even less smelly than I expected, except for after football practice. Uh (laughs) They're so pleasant to be around and so funny. And 
like they have their own personalities and sure we get into arguments and we just were talking with our 17 year old about like how come all of his friends get to stay out however long they want and we're just a little more cautious about that and so like you have those times and they're not going to get it but they're just really fun wonderful kids like at a really fun stage of life I agree I, agree. I just think it's so important for us, like teenage moms, to tell the other moms it's okay. Yeah. Like there will be issues for sure, but also it's mostly good. I agree 100%. And it's funny because we tell our kids all the time, we're like, like, we'll look at one and be like, you're my favorite today. So just, you know, <laughs> hold on to that because <laughs> you today you were my favorite. Yeah, right. You weren't yesterday, but today <laughs> you win the award. But I was telling Aaron the other day, and I cried when I told him, and I'll try not to cry now, mm-hmm. is what I'm feeling now, especially with our 17 year old. And this is all good. I told Aaron, I was like, this is good and how it should be. But I feel this little bit pulling away from me and like kind of closer to Aaron. Mm. And I feel like I'm going to cry right now because it makes me so sad. It hurts my heart. And But I can say in the same sentence, it's good and it's right. And it's like normal. But I think that's been hard for me this past year. And my other two boys are in ninth grade. And so, you know, we've got some time, but that's something that I don't know that I was expect- ready to deal with. But maybe it's God preparing me for he's leaving in a year and a half. You know, I don't know. Was he always closer to you growing up? We don't have a bad relationship by any means. I right. mean, like we hang out all the things, but yeah. like I see him talking to him more and sharing mm. more with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Aaron was like, we have some other friends that have kids like 10 years older than us and we always go to them. Like they're like our go-to, like what is <laughs> yeah. happening? Yeah. And she's always like, he'll come back. I feel like I need to preface this. Nothing's wrong. And he, he hasn't, hasn't left. left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just noticed this yeah. changing and it's sweet and it's awesome. And I love it for him. I mm-hmm. love it for Aaron. We mm-hmm. have a, a 24 year old that lives with us. Who's just a mm-hmm. godsend for my kids. Mm-hmm. And they're really close. So that's a new thing for me mm-hmm. with teenage boys. Ethan is our oldest. He's 17. Yesterday was his birthday. And we... He had a youth group last night that he does worship team. So he had to be there. So we had his birthday dinner at 4.45. <laughs> it was like eat around the island real quick. Yep. Uh-huh. He went to youth group and then he went to his girlfriend's house, which I adore her and her family or they're good friends with us. And so he got home last night and I was like, well, how was it? And he was like, oh, it was so great. They say happy birthday. And they made this. And I texted his mom like, thank you for loving my kid. Like I didn't even get to celebrate. I didn't sing happy birthday to my own kid, but also that's okay. Like also that's a letting go and we will celebrate him. We'll have a different birthday party for him, but it's like, Oh, it's like different. It's just different. different. And it's right but it's different. You know what I have to do in those moments? Like I was imagining the scenario you just said, I would be like, I'm so glad that happened. Thank you. That's so awesome. You had a fun time. And then I think I would go to my room and cry. And I don't think I would do it in front of him. And I don't mean that in like, Uh because like you said, it's just different, but it would still make me sad. Mm -hmm. I'm about to cry. What's (laughs) wrong with me, Emily? (laughs) Because it is this, like, it is a hands are open and it's a letting go and it's a grieving. And it's just like little things of like, I think about like in a year and a half, he's going to be gone. Did I teach him everything? And also he is the messiest of all our kids. And in a year and a half, he's going to be gone. (laughs) So so it's like, it goes both ways, right? Yeah, Yeah, I know. How to not be messy in a year and a half. Well, he probably will always be messy. So funny. I found myself the other day like you. I'm thinking, okay, so we have a year and a half. This is so me. I almost made a list of like all the things I wanted to know before he leaves. (laughs) And I wanted to present it to Aaron and be like, okay, we have 18 months. Which ones are you going to take? Which ones am I going to take? And let's get this kid ready. It's not a bad idea. Will you share that list with me? (laughs) I I actually should make that list and be like, okay, we have 18 months. (laughs) Here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. Each month, get one thing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that'd be such a great idea. But you're right. It's this grieving and letting Mm -hmm. go. And it's good and it's weird Mm -hmm. and it's hard. And I just don't think that you can be prepared for it. You know, Mm -hmm. like that's what I remember older moms 
ahead of me a little bit saying, it's good. And when it happens, you're ready. And you just, there's no way to prepare for it. I know. I was just talking with a young mom. She has a two-year-old and she looked at me and she was like, can you just tell me I'm there and I'm present and I'm loving my baby girl. But at the same time, I'm so sad inside because this moment's never going to happen again. And am I going to love her well? And it was just, you know, it was like very riddled with fear, but also what moms think about of like, am I doing everything that I need to do? And so to look at her and just be like, you are doing a great job. Just keep loving her. You will mess up. You will not get everything. Like we might write a list of 18 things to teach him and we might not hit all 18 things, but I can kind of trust that we've done the very best that we can and he'll be all right. That's all we can do. (laughs) We'll be all right. (laughs) You know, this parenting conversation is making me think about what we talked about earlier about this journey that you were on of finding this quiet confidence, which I will never forget the swimming example ever for Mm -hmm. all of my life, that quiet confidence. And I want to ask, have you seen that kind of move into your parenting at all? Yeah, because I think the temptation is we will look to all of the good things in our life to tell us who we are. So for me, it's like, I'm going to look at my kids and how they behave in public and what they're wearing and how they look on Instagram or like, you know, taking cute pictures to reflect back on me. Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Am I worthy? Like, that's what I was doing is I was using all the good things in my life. Is my house pretty? And how do I put it in the best light? Like I'm using these things. Ultimately, they're good things, but I'm ultimately using them to tell me if I'm worthy. Mm. And so to then come to a place where it's like, those can all be really good things. And I can still love all of those things, but they were never made to tell me what my identity is. And so it releases them to just be what they are. And I don't have to use them. Like it's a very self-protective, selfish way to go through life. And that was the thing that was exhausting me. And also that's so sucky to have to learn about yourself (laughs) and have to admit. So thankful. Yeah. I would imagine when we were talking about parenting, it made me think about our conversation earlier. I'm like, I bet a lot of, she had a lot of release too within the parenting, the style, the way, the thing that you needed from them. Yeah, Yeah. That's so true. Like building your faith in God. And really trusting him, like, I know everyone says, like, the kids are not yours, they're God's. But do you actually believe that? And like, do you actually trust that God is good and that he's going to do it well? Because I think that there have been times in my life where I'm like, "Uh, I think I could actually do it better than you, Step in here, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) so it's recalibrating and being like, no, actually, I don't know better. (laughs) Yeah. And it is a release in every area of your life. Like even if you're not a mom, if it's your job or your house or your relationships or the, you know, buying more stuff, whatever, Mm -hmm. like fill ourselves up with these things to try to prove ourselves valuable. Yeah. I talked about that a little bit in a book that I wrote and I talked about like that. I want to be a successful mom. I want to be a successful wife. I want to be a successful podcaster. I want to be successful at everything, but that success, it can suffocate you and it can change. Like the idea of what success is one day is this, the next day is this. And so it's like, I can never reach it. So instead, if I thought through, I want to be faithful. And I think about that when you're talking about with parenting, like, okay, so if all my kids and all your kids, you know, they all leave and three out of four, like love Jesus and do all the things. Mm -hmm. And one of them, you're like, we don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. Either one of us are failures. Yeah. And that is what I've had to learn to do is I need to be faithful with what God asked me to do. Yeah. And if they go and they're the best kids in the entire world, that also doesn't mean that I'm amazing. Exactly. It just means that God's amazing in them. Right. <laughs> you know, like right. we go both ways on it. Like you're either terrible and that reflects me or you're awesome and that reflects me. And neither of them actually do. <laughs> just this morning, Emily, I was talking to some friends on Boxer and I was saying how, I don't know if you do this. I had gotten into this Something happened with one of my kids. It's not worth talking and it's their business, but something had happened. And I started to feel like it was because Mm -hmm. I was a bad mom. 
we do this, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're like, well, if I was a better mom, this wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have this job, it fill in the blank, whatever. Yeah. And I was telling them, and I'm like, I feel like mm-hmm. I'm spiraling in shame, but I know it's not true. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to go through my day. And as soon as it comes up and be like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. That's what I think is so hard as well. Is like, for me, it's if they go off and they, you know, something happens, I feel like, oh, that was my fault. You know, mm-hmm. like that was my fault. And so we have mm-hmm. to let go of that and have, that's even like coming to Jesus with that rest mm-hmm. that you were talking about. I'm so excited for this project of yours. I mean, <laughs> I've read you. it and it's so good. And it's just, I'm even like thinking about my day and just like, man, mm-hmm. I need that reminder this morning in this conversation mm-hmm. we're having. So yeah. thank you. It What it is, is renewing your mind yeah, and taking every thought captive. And that is the hard work of following Jesus. I say hard work. I don't know about the word hard. That's the work. That's the practice of following Jesus. I think you can say it's hard work because I always say just because it's hard doesn't mean it's bad. I think everything we're doing is hard. No one's like, you know, president of the United States because they had an easy road. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think it is hard work. And like the default would be easier for me to just take control. That's my default. 100%. The harder thing is for me to relinquish control. So I guess hard might be a fine word for I think we're going to stick with it. Uh, let's stick with it. Stick <laughs> with it. And I just think like, yes, it might be a little harder, but also what's at the other end of it. If that's this settled, quiet confidence, this peace, this trust that there's someone more powerful than me yeah. in charge of things. That is so settling to me. So I'd rather good, that Emily. be the case. Yeah, that's so good. This okay. is going to be so just mm-hmm. kind of like a breath of fresh air. I feel like mm-hmm. it makes you kind of just like that breathe in and then just like let it out. And you feel like, mm-hmm. okay, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Guys, this book, Freely and Lightly, it's already out. It came out March 2nd. You can get it wherever you get books. Emily, I want to know, what are you loving these days? Okay. I know these, you asked these questions because I've been on 84 times. <laughs> I got to prepare myself. Okay. I'm 42 years old. I'm a really bad skincare person. I like every once in a while, I'll wash my face sometimes. And then I put this stuff, like just this oil on my face. And I'm like, I think it's time for me to have some skincare. <laughs> I, think, I think it's time. I probably am like 25 years too late. Anyway, I just bought all of the beauty counter old lady skincare. What <laughs> color is the bottle? Pink. I have that whole set. Okay. I've used beauty counter for a long time. I've just like used little one-offs. Mm-hmm. So I got it just a couple days ago. The next day I was like, Ryan, do you see how radiant my skin is? He's like, actually... I wanted to tell you, your skin looks really great. Ryan, for the win. I know, but he was like, but that kind of seemed like it would be rude for me to tell you that your skin looks good because maybe yesterday it didn't look good. And I'm like, no, probably didn't look good yesterday. <laughs> our skin is so thirsty. As we so get thirsty. older, it's so thirsty. So anyway, I'm loving that. And we'll see. Give me another six months and I'm just going to have radiant skin. You're going to be glowing. You're going to be <laughs> glowing. glowing. What are you reading? Okay, I just have started... Sissy Goff's new book. The Anxiety Raising Worry-Free Girls. Yeah, because Audrey's 11 and just, I feel like we're kind of entering that and I'm seeing little signs of anxiety. And gosh, if I could get her to not have to do the things that I've had to do, I would love to just help her with that. So Okay, I want to recommend when Sissy was on the show in February. It's such a good episode. I listened to it. Oh, just you the did? Other day. Yes. yes, because I was already reading the book or I had gotten it. And then I listened to that episode and it just reminded me. Wasn't it good? It was so good. The story of like the little dog that she had who was licking the little girl's tears. And you're like, this is so beautiful. What she's doing is so beautiful. So I bought that. And then I bought her the like workbook journal for the little girls. So I'll do that with Audrey. And I mean, I just think these resources are amazing. There's so many resources to help us. I agree, which is like such a good day that we can have Mm -hmm. so many different options. Emily, you're a joy. 
This is fun. Thank you so much for your words about quiet confidence. Mm -hmm. And I know that that is going to stick with people. And I'm excited for all the things you have going on. I know. Happy book birthdays to you. Twinsies twice in one year. I mean, what are the odds? I know. What are the odds? I love it. It's so great. Well, thank you for all you do. You are a joy as well. Okay, guys, the example of treading water and the fluttering under the water or the calmness under the water. I'll never forget that. And I want to have that in my life. I want to have that quiet confidence that Emily talks about. You guys, her book is beautiful. I've read it. It's amazing. I highly recommend you get it. You can get it anywhere you buy books, freely and lightly. God's gracious invitation to a life of quiet confidence. Guys, and surprise, we both talked about our children's books that I have not talked about anywhere before. She hasn't either. They both come out next October. That's a fun little surprise as well to share with you. Also, I want to make sure you know, several times in the interview, I said that her book had already come out because I thought we were airing this episode in March, but surprise, it's already out. And so her book comes out next Tuesday. Don't forget, you can pick it up anywhere you get books. Guys, speaking of next Tuesday, when our book releases, we also want you to know that we are having a live virtual book release party that we want to invite you to. It's March 2nd. Mark your calendar, 730 Central. Everyone is invited. There's going to be giveaways. There's going to be interviews. It's going to be a fun night. Get in front of your TV. Turn it on. Put the kids to bed. They can come. They're invited. Bring your spouse so we can talk about marriage. Pour yourself a drink, whatever that might be, and join us next Tuesday night at our virtual book release party. Guys, today's show was edited and mixed by the team at Podshaper. Show notes are written by Abby Castell. The music for the show developed by Matt Graham. Everything's produced and taken care of by Lindsay Sweeney. I'm your host, Jamie Ivey. I'm so glad you're here. Go out and get some books this weekend and celebrate with us next Tuesday. And I'll be back here next week with my husband, Aaron Ivey, for a great conversation you do not want to miss. Guys, have a good weekend. Have a happy hour with a friend. Tell somebody about the show. It's the number one way people find out about us. Thanks for listening today, guys. Thanks for listening today, guys.